You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance and a whole lot of crisco. Welcome to The Screw with Felicia Rose. And A-Love? Why are you questioning? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I, love? <laughs> I don't know if this fucking weird robotic thing is replacing me. Don't pay attention to that. Okay, That's, we're right. not, we're okay. not pandering to that item. We're pandering to this microphone right here. Okay. Hey, what's yes. up? What's up, sexy microphone? So we have um, a new object that we're just <laughs> testing out what it what it does in the background. That's following us on a, of cam, a camcorder. You just told me not to pay attention. No, I was just telling people what the fuck we oh, were referencing. Okay. So they're oh, like, what? Okay. Why are we? What are we not paying attention Back to? Back to the phone. The Back to the screw. <gasps> so I Thursday. feel like there's a lot. It's th- first of all Thirsty Thursday. Cheers. Shalom. Um, we're actually recording the same day. We're <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're recording the same day we're uploading. Right. So oh, it's almost live. It's almost live. <laughs> this is like one hour from live. Right. So you're hearing us an hour from from now. Oh my god. In the future. So it's only an hour behind. It's mm. like history in the the now. The making. The making of the future. Well, it's now in the past as we it's keep talking. It's now in the past. Yeah. The past is now the future. But it's so close to the present. It's so close. It might be exciting. This beer is making me drunk. Drink it strongly. <laughs> Drink it strongly, he says. I don't know what that means. So, I actually have a couple topics I want to discuss oh, this week. Um, nice. I think. I forgot. No, I'm excited. No, I didn't forget. Okay, okay so first of all, did you see the performance with Meg the Stallion and Cardi B? Nope. Okay, so it was like, you know, exactly what two sexually provocative, open, and loving themselves women should do on any kind of show. And um, it got a lot of... Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It got a lot of backlash, and a lot of people were comparing it to, did you hear about the Pepe Le Pew stuff? Pepe Le Pew? And Dr. Seuss. The cartoon? Yeah. So, Pepe Le Pew was canceled from Space Jam, which is coming out soon, uh-huh. um, because Pepe Le Pew is a non-consent character oh, right, 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 right. that we showed a children. Because I, I was stalking the... The, the cat. The, not the cat. Isn't it a it's, skunk? No, Pepe Le Pew is, is a, a cat. skunk. Yeah. Uh, They're a cat? Off, it's right. A, no, no, no. The chick is the cat. A skunk going after the cat. Either way, it's, it doesn't matter. She's not into it, right? Yeah. So she's... So it's showing... You know, it, it always gave me anxiety, and I understand he's not supposed to be a visionary in this. Like, they're not—they're not necessarily saying like Animal, anybody. Animals was, aren't overly consensual. They were not—they were not trying to to say that Pepe Le Pew was like the good guy. But the point is, children don't understand nuance, and mm. there's a reason why when I was in second grade, a boy on the playground stuck his tongue in my mouth when I said the word "nuh-uh." He made me say "nuh-uh," and then he stuck his tongue in my mouth. To There's get a reason. Your mouth open. He all he yes, he was aiming to get. It was very Pepe Le Pew, if you will, and he was a huge fan Where would of he Looney learn Tunes and all that um, shit. Probably motherfucking Pepe Le Pew is my point. So. But what's happening right now is there's this discourse in America, which is totally fucking annoying. But mm-hmm. it's this whole like, God forbid we cancel Pepe Le Pew, but how dare we not? 
cancel Meg the Stallion and Cardi B. It's like, well, one is aimed at children, you fucking dumb shits. Mm-hmm. And one is not aimed at children at all. <laughs> so, obviously, like, uh, my thing is, if you're an adult, you can understand nuance and you can understand that there is a difference between a uh, character being presented to children where there's a consent issue versus one mm. being presented to adults. And also then they were comparing it to like Dr. Seuss's six racist or five racist books that got canceled by Dr. Seuss's company. Like right. no one's de- no one's debating that like certain things are being done that maybe other people are just like, who cares? But the point is like it's being done by the companies. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Things being shown to your fucking children. Mm. I'm sorry if your kid saw that performance. Then whose fault is that? Right. Who? I'm sorry. You well, let your kids see that performance. I don't know. I just have a problem. I mean, with there's like a comparing something that's aimed at children versus something that's aimed at. Well, adults. there's a slight hypocrisy because we don't care if we use sex and sexuality to sell children things. True. We just don't like them to be blatantly exposed to those things, like. Well, and also these women are black. Right. Oh, and no they own their no sexuality doubt. in a way that men are. Listen, the last time I remember this type of outrage was like very little Kim centered, you know? And well, Lil Kim was my Cardi B. My, qu- my question. And I saw Lil Kim come out on the motherfucking bed on stage, my fifth grade birthday gift. <laughs> I was nine years old. I watched this bitch come out on a bed under a fucking sheet, moaning into her microphone, moving up and down in the sheet simulating sex and I turned out but so, so motherfucking fine my, <laughs> my question my question is, is who, it, who is the outrage from like whenever I hear that there's outrage and backlash like who is this backlash is this like the social media verse which is a very like problematic like example of outrage but like I, where... I went to Facebook the other day and there was like 70 fucking white cis het dudes posting oh I can't believe you are canceling Pepe Le Pew but what Cardi B and Meg did on stage scissoring (laughs) like what how do you not see the fucking difference it's like ridiculous it's not even nuanced it's just right there all we need to start doing to those unfortunate ignorant gentleman is like start putting down simple things it's oh, like, I just blocked this them. is I'm a false either. this is a false equivalency you poor you're, unfortunate you, souls you're you're not comparing to equivalent things no, therefore your argument you, is when you tell employed. them that all they do is slut shame That's and fine. find their way back these, to, we know. can't give these people like the platforms and the talking I don't. pieces that they've that's had why, that's past. why I literally I made a post that said I've deleted everybody and if, if I hadn't already basically I was going these, to delete you these people create and I- I did. identity politics non-issues because they believe that they can use like the kind of same like um, ideas behind preventing hate speech as hate speech. So like I mean, their platform is shrinking, and you can tell they're getting very angry about it, and they're starting to be very violent about it. Yeah, it's very. Um, they're the they're the angry inch, if you will. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, they're already having, like, I, I suppose, a severe emasculation issue with, like, you know, you know, but we have to keep these things in context. Why are these people saying this? They're, they're these people who are living in the ever-shrinking, like, economic power world for themselves, and they're seeing, you know, 
um, things put be put forth that they're being told by one side are the things that are making their lives worse. So they choose to try to redirect that hate always back to who they're told yeah, to redirect it. it's very like, it. well, in my day, my daddy put me over his knee and put, threw a belt against my ass. And I'm like, and that's why you beat your wife. Like, what the fuck? Like, just because it's okay back in your no, no, day. But, it, yeah. but right, it's like, right. It's, what, what kind of bullshit do, are we now so, in therapy for? Right, a, I have to stomp on half of the fucking generation around me's balls to get them off because they literally got whipped and chained by their daddy. Like, what the fuck? Right. Or, you know, so this becomes, just, again, an old guard argument. It's the same Lola Rabbit. Okay, that's another thing. Right. Lola Rabbit was a big conversation because they took away her titties. Actually, they put uh-huh. a sports bra on the bitch because she's doing fucking basketballs. And they they ha- everybody had a conniption fit. And I'm like, Lola Bunny, to begin with, just had like a half halter on. It wasn't all that sexual. Y'all jerked off in your heads to something far more sexual than a goddamn bunny rabbit with a fucking pair of basketball shorts on and now people are having an outrage because they changed Lola (laughs) Bunny and I'm like I'm sorry that we're not creating nine year old zoophiliacs and or fucking furries and plushies I'm sorry like god forbid we don't have hentai obsessed children in the next generation god forbid they like women and men as their bodies like who the fuck why are we looking at bunny porn my point being Look at look at humans. Humans are cool. Why do we have to look at motherfucking bunnies? Like, why are we sexualizing bunnies? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of like rites of passage, like argument, like that's made again and again. That that whole old guard, new guard shit that we're constantly like saying, like just because right. this happened before or right. it was okay twenty fucking years ago yeah. does not mean it's okay. It was now. okay to also fag bash and fucking kill people because of the fucking way that they presented right. themselves in the street. Yeah. How the fuck is that okay now? It's not. Shut the fuck up. We need right. to progress. Right. And sometimes Sometimes the companies have the conversation so that you buy the products. Fine, we get that. Sometimes the conversations are not even being had by the population that they're pandering to. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, too. We can dismiss that as such, right? The Mm -hmm. Mr. Potato Head shit Mm -hmm. that just happened. The trans community did not ask for fucking Mr. Potato Head to be more gender inclusive. That's not the fucking hill they want to die on. I don't know You know, Mr. Potato Head literally is trying to sell more Mr. Potato. Mr. Potato Head basically decided we're going to be gender inclusive pack now you're gonna be able to buy potato head and make it whatever the fuck you want and that's great oh because it was mr Mr. and mrs and that's great fine fantastic but it's not something like uh, my friend put it my friend roman that y'all met in new orleans put it perfectly on their status the other day we didn't the trans community did not ask for this, did not want this. It's not asking for this to be the hill that they fucking die on. They want literally to be able to survive until tomorrow because they have enough money in their fucking bank account. They don't want to die on those fucking streets by the hands of men. This is what the trans community wants. They don't want fucking Mr. Fucking No Gender Potato Head. Nobody asked for that. Genderless Potato Head was not asked for. Now, the company did it, and I get why they did it. But this is not... This is not what they're trying to fucking fight for, so shut the fuck up about it. Shouldn't it... Wouldn't it have been easier to just change it to potato? That's what they did. Oh, okay. I just kept saying it wrong because I'm drunk and you guys got me drunk on this fucking 7 million percent alcohol. Yeah, it's 70 million percent. I mean... Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. We cannot let... This is what we're always talking about. We cannot let 
these these communities hijack the conversation. You know, what's being done with that is somebody is, again, hijacking it based on an identity politic and saying, well, blah, 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 look at how horrendously, like, uh, annoying it is to have progressive values. Look what it means we have to, like, think about. There's too many rules. There's too many whatever. These are conservative arguments made in our names, in, in the queer community's names, to discredit movements, right? You know, we have to be very careful about how... <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's been on for too long, so I'm just going to I robots done for the day. <laughs> I think, like, you know, uh, we have to be careful about how in the weeds we get with the arguments to the, of these things with people because, you know, it helps distract us all from right. those things. Jobs, exactly. employment, exactly. health, mental, Equality. and otherwise. Access yeah. to healthcare. And, like, fucking good relationships. Exciting, adventurous times with, like, people we care about. Like, right. So, I didn't really want to talk about any of those things going on, uh, but I thought it was important no, because... Yeah. Um, also, I would like to talk briefly about the fact that, um, you know, Asian Americans are being targeted heavily right now, and mm. I don't like to be super political on here, and I'm not the, always the one to bring up stuff, but I will say, like, that's fucking bullshit, <clears throat> and everybody right now that, you know, was an ally in the BLM movement, you have to put on your, your you know, take off your blinders and put on your, we have to be, you know, allies to everybody pants if you will and mm. like make sure that you don't just be specifically you know allies to just one marginalized community because the hate right now especially toward the asian american community is super fucking crazy it's off the fucking charts and it needs yeah. some goddamn stuff i mean so. uh, everybody's solidarity has to be intersectional right now like, yeah there, that's sorry that was there, a, I, I meant intersectional and no, i said it in no, a really sloppy drunk no way <laughs> there's no movement that like you know um couldn't use like support and solidarity from other movements and absolutely and, and, and other people uh, in struggle. But and we. But my point is, we can't forget movements, right? Like a, a, intersectionality needs to be at the forefront right now, and it needs to be something that we don't just forget pieces of it just because it's simple to or easy absolutely. to, or it's not in the forefront of the news or in your brain or whatever it is. Right. Just kind of remember everybody, and do what you can in in any situation to be an ally and mm -hmm. or an advocate, if you will. And I think, I think if you know, if you're struggling to like know where to uh, place your allyship and stuff, you know, there's there's lots of places that can kind of help you figure out where your time and energy and talents can be best spent. So you know, definitely hit us up. We'll connect you with some people like if you need. But uh, yeah, definitely don't forget. But you know, it's also we are in a time where like the struggle is multiple and everywhere, and because of that, you know, you're going to notice the blame shifting, switching, you know, for wherever it can find that's the most vulnerable and and, and easy to scapegoat and take the brunt of people's economic frustration, their their health frustration, their everything, you know, and. <laughs> Don't 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 put that brunt on anybody else. That's that's um, unfortunately the the government's fault and <laughs> the way that they've really mishandled um, things right now. So support each other as much as you can. Yeah. So onto a lighter note. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have a lighter note. <laughs> wow. So. Oh, I 69 uh, the other day for the first time in like Mad Long. That was uh, nice. That like, was really like, nice. like side by side or like top. Like no, like I was on top. I was like sitting on their face while sucking their dick. Okay. okay. My partner, of course. You. Yeah. Um, and it was very nice, and nice. I had a, an enjoyable experience. I'm kind of always shy in that. It's a very vulnerable position, mm-hmm. especially when you have just like, you know, here's yeah. my big pussy sitting on your face. Like, I feel like in the laying down position, everything is smaller, right? Like, my tummy's smaller, my thighs are, so, like, everything's smaller, my boobies are small. everything's smaller. When you're on top hanging down, you would just hang in, like, you just hang in you for are that. Hanging. You know, and, like, not to say my labia really hangs, but, like, when you're, like, in that position, there's, like, a hang effect. There's definitely, like, a little, like, you know, I'm, this puss is 33 years old. There's a little beat up around the edges. That shit sort of hangs a little. And it kind of, like, sways in the wind. And I just, I just, I imagine that person's perspective being very, like, roast beefy. I don't know. So, yeah, it was interesting. I had a good time. I think. No, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was, like, so horny. I was like, I'll fucking do whatever, you know. I was, like, on their fucking computer chair, fucking the shit out of that, you know, like, all sorts of, like, all over the house, just being a wild goose. A wild goose. Yeah. I love that word choice. Getting spoinked all over the house. But, yeah, it was fun. Anything new on your agenda or on your end? Um, well, you know, I was actually going to, like, when you were, like, uh, lighter topics, I just got, like, the kind of <laughs> email thread about, like, kind of, like, all the, like, New York sex party stuff is starting to, like, open back up again with, like, How? the relaxation of, like, you know, COVID and, like, the bars kind of, like, on a oh. more scheduled open since St. Patrick's Day or whatever, like... Are you gonna do any? Are you no, vaccinated yet? No, I'm not vaccinated yet. Are you gonna do no. anything? No, not until like vaccination. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean vaccination and like not until the world is a little less weird. I mean, it's not even just about being able to. People are people are like in like some sort of shell shock like right yeah, now. Like, yeah, Interactions are very strange. Yeah. and like, I always like feel a little bit unreliable in terms of like. You know, are you okay? Like I don't, you know, like I always find myself asking afterward, "Am I okay?" Right, I was <laughs> like, gonna say, "Am I okay?" Like, who's okay? Is anything okay? Yeah. What is okay? What does that look like? What does okay look like now? Yeah, and yeah. I think you know that's something like we really can't like shy away from grappling with in the next few months, even in terms of things like sex and sexuality. Like, how do you hook up with people again and feel like? You know, we aren't all, like, a little, like, hey, so that pandemic, that global pandemic, you know? Like, how do you not talk about it? Like, especially with new people. Hey, we all just went through and are still going through some major, weird, big, collective fucking experience. That is a -a once-in-a-lifetime fucking thing. It still makes my mouth drop. So, you know. Yeah, numbers are up too. It's crazy. Because people, well, people decide to be relaxed. Like, oh well, like twelve percent of the population's vaccinated. Woo-hoo! Well, and apparently, like, how, what the fuck? 
the, the, <laughs> the new strains are like 20% more like uh, yeah. contagious. I'm, I'm like super fucking nervous still, and I still yeah. have no, it's I'm, been a, I'm over double a year. masking, man. Me too. It's like, I double mask. Double masking sucks too because that shit hurts my ears. I gotta make it nah, a hot yeah, I know. situation. My ears hurt like for day, and I got like a zit like behind my ear. Ew. Like, yeah, it's annoying. I get a migraine. Because they always, like, end up landing no matter how I reposition them because the shape of my ears, they just land in the same spot. It's... Can you put, like, a little piece of tape over it? Yeah. Like a band-aid right there? Maybe, like, a little hydrocolloid patch? duct tape over my mouth. You should put, like, a little <laughs> hydrocolloid patch back there to, like, uh, that's true. keep the rubbing yeah. and And just use those anything. for, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, now that we're officially gross... No, that's cool. Um, so, um... Are we had enough time to shut this shit off yet? Fuck you! You ain't enjoying oh my Oh my pies. god, we're only at 20 yeah. minutes. Doesn't it always feel like longer? <laughs> I'm just drunk. Yeah, I can tell. That's when you think the podcast is going on longer than, than it has. It's Thirsty Thursday, though. Drink Oh, up. okay. Like, oh, right. You've only oh. drank half of it. No, well... Oh I can't feel my back. arm anymore. You know, I need another drink, too. Like, I don't. What? What? Isn't this like? I all... can't drink this that quick. I'm gonna die. Why you're not gonna die? That's why we should end it at like 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to record out these 27 minutes. Oh, we're not yet. <laughs> in order to edit it down to 27 minutes. We're at 20 minutes. Okay, we have to talk for seven more. Minutes. What, what? Are you seven having? Tra- minutes are you having heaven. trouble talking? No. Seven minutes in heaven. I'm drunk. I feel stupid. Don't feel stupid. Drink more. <laughs> What happened to the music? I what, turned like, it off. You turned it off? I mean, I turned it down and it seems to now be off. <laughs> it's, it's probably far enough down. To okay, I, w- I want you to sit here and, and think of, before I have to like pull out the poppers or something, right? <laughs> oh yeah, because I talk more with poppers in my system. I'm like, I can't feel arms, noodles. That's too loud. Okay. always different always you have a different favor each time yeah because like I have like our sex is interesting so it's not always just like, the same thing you know it always changes Ooh. yeah it's interesting good. um did, did he like our interview did he listen to the interview I don't know if he listened to it or not I'm I, sure he I thought it was good I thought it was fun it, yeah. it was fun to have I thought it was good. I we, maybe we listened to it together. I'm always drunk, so I never really remember anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how to like not make sure we have like a, a thing at the end of our, our podcast. A say, if you're having trouble with with drinking or substance abuse, please call for please need a company for it. Watched this the psycho shower scene documentary uh-huh. the other day on Hulu. 
document so on, the, on just the it's shower called, scene. It's called like 7842 or some shit like that. I don't remember the numbers, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's literally a whole documentary on just the shower scene and how it like made that movie what it was. Mm-hmm. And, like he spent a week filming it. And and he what? spent like he had half the time with Janet Leigh, the fucking main goddamn woman in the goddamn movie. He spent half the time filming her and a whole week filming that one scene with like her stunt double. How crazy is that? Wow. Yes! <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> oh wait, we can't eat until we're done with our 27 minutes. Where are we? How many minutes? What was the, what was the, um, what was the overwhelming like um, consensus about like why it was such a popular scene? Just because it was super scary? Well, it was like... the first time we ever saw a woman get slaughtered, technically, on film. Real? Oh, I didn't know that. yeah. It was, like, the first ever, like, fully shot scene where it wasn't just kind of implied that a woman died. It I did like, not realize that. It was, like, the ever- official first ever slasher for a woman, which was really cool. Interesting. Yeah, and no. it, like there was just so many dynamic elements to it that like, you know, for what year it came out and how it came out and like the shit he got away with. Like he was supposed mm. to go back and edit parts of it out because it was supposed to be like too like rah. And oh, to he make didn't. It, to and make he, it less gory. Or yeah, something? or like what? Yeah, like more palatable, right? And then uh-huh. he never edited the parts out. And he just sent it back, and they like approved it because there's tsunads. Yeah, like oh, he they, just like played they a trick assumed on. he wouldn't defy the yep. request. Yeah, and he was like, I edited stuff, and he didn't. Yeah, and, and they I guess, didn't check it. Like they said, it was the same type of experience as remember the first time they showed a, like the, a movie in the theater, and they had like the train coming at the screen, and people literally th- like had like were pan- having a panic attack right, because right, they right. thought that the train was coming out of the screen mm-hmm. at them because yeah. they didn't know the concept. So I guess it was very similar in Psycho because for the first time ever they had like this like kind of POV style of like gotcha. a woman getting fucking oh, murdered. True, so, I like, guess people, I didn't think of that. I guess it's like people walked out of the movie and felt like Nauseous. violated. Oh, yeah, violated. like really like crazy but like it was also like... I feel like that like first I, people who were going to the IMAX films and getting like really sick because of like the perspectives right. on that too. Right, yeah, like, it, like similar, <laughs> like, similar oh. yeah. Or like um, when John Waters did like the smell-o-vision shit and yeah. stuff and people were like, what the hell? Or like the, the scary movie The Tingler when they actually had the fucking vibrator in, in people's fucking seats oh and it tingled God. during certain parts. Oh. Yeah. So I would cool. jump out of my fucking yeah. skin if that happened. Dude. I saw like a, I saw the Tingler play in a movie <sighs> theater in like Brooklyn or whatever years back, and it was so cool. Obviously, they didn't tingle the seats, but I was like, oh, it was so cool. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was just that was a really cool documentary, and it was really cool how they showed like woman sexuality for like one of the first times being like you know, kind of provocative. It was provocative in all different ways. Like she was mm. like this kind of. You know what's the word uh, spinster, if you will, like yeah, right, you know, older single woman that was dating a married man. You right. know, uh, like you know, she's and she stole the forty thousand. You know that whole thing. So if anybody didn't see that, definitely watch that. It's really oh, good. that sounds interesting. Where 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 can people see that? Hulu. Hulu. It's a Hulu right. doc. It's like Hulu documentary. Hulu documentary on um, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. What was watching? So we were like, I've been watching um, Legendary, which what is that? So Legendary is on HBO. So 
it's like Jamila Jamal's like co-optification of like queer ballroom culture. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. that was probably a pretty nasty synopsis, but um, I think like yeah, it's it is it's drawn it from good. like Pose and what was the other thing? Vices we are here, like kind of thing, or was that by I don't know. There's another. I feel like it draws on a few different things that kind of give you intro to ballroom culture and stuff, and then just takes and creates this very glossy, contestant, like, over-the-top. It's impossible to follow. It's a visual, it's like fucking uh, amphetamine fucking viewing. And it's like very flashy, like quick scenes. Adderall, or not yeah, Adderall. Um, you said amphetamine. I was gonna yeah. say like Molly or something. It's hard to digest if the people, performers, are actually putting out a good performance because, like, HBO has cut and spliced the fuck out of this. And, like, Megan Thee Stallion's also a co-host, and I don't know what her connection directly or indirectly is to the queer community or ballroom community other than being kind of, like, part of the neighborhood. You know, they don't explain anybody's connection, why they're doing this. We don't understand, other than through, like, the press that... Jamila is like trying to say she's queer, identifying on some level, and people are kind of crack a shit. So, do like, we watch it or do we not? That was a very mixed review. So, I know. Like, I do, you, do you feel obligated to watch it because, like. I think it does a lot of things that, like, you know, make people, like, make me shudder. Like, I think that there's. It's a, yeah. I think that the main judge is someone directly from the ballroom community, and she is literally the only one giving it any level of cred ability. Um, and she exists in previous, like, ballroom, like, documentaries and shows. You know? So, like... Okay. There... It... And I don't know yet. Like, watching several episodes, I don't have a feel for it. It feels like a mishmash of RuPaul's Drag Race and Pose. So, like... Okay. You know, I want to, like, like parts of it, but I don't understand, like, why these particular judges have any kind of expertise necessarily in ballroom <laughs> and why, why they're valid or good judges. The MC is great. Like, um, he is, like, keeps it very, like, ballroom, like, traditional. Like, okay. he's from the scene. I mean, a lot of it is, like, I think they're trying to do right by it. But it is, like, it's hard to, like, get a feel for it. It just seems like a visual clusterfuck. <laughs> okay. You know? And it's, like, so... So now I have to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Mm. And I doubt that's the real scene. Yeah, it is. And I think it, it does take you away. You're, like, don't feel like there's a, as much voguing. But then, like, you know, and no, it's not just about voguing. It's about presentation and outfits and, like, whatever the category is. But... I don't know. It's it's. I want to like it, and I hope it gets better. But I listen to like I always critique what is I hear. Is it just too high production for what I it's supposed it to be? I think it might be. That like, sounds like kind of what you're it saying. It feels like it's definitely trying to take like that next level co-optification of the ballroom Harlem ballroom scene and make it like, like international money like, maker. I love shit where yeah they might have some some edits and some cut shots and stuff, but for the most part you can see the performance, whatever it might be. Like, I remember, just as a weird comparison, like, um, America's Best Dance Crew eventually got, they, they started editing, uh-huh. like, the actual, like, dances to, okay. like, speed up and slow down parts. And, right. like, 
I want to see it in real time. I want to yep. see the performance. That's in how the definitely happening on this show as well. Yeah, and so then it became it kind of like lost its luster because it it no longer was. It became larger than life, and I wanted to right. see it as life. Right, I want to right. see it as it's true organic. Well, like and my other it. question is: is there's not really from the inception of the show a lot of explanation or a lot of like cultural grounding in what the barroom scene is? Like they have a house of women who are like international that are all cis gendered women participating in the ballroom scene and like white and Asian and they do a good job right white and Asian only yeah it's called the house of ninja which mm-hmm. is a legendary house from like back in the 80s and shit right and 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 <laughs> so there's participation but it's very confusing because there's no explanation like some of the New York based teams that are like you know our okay. our old houses no explanation of like what is you know, are we talking? Are you going to explain Paris is burning? To, like, kind right. of like culture to anybody so they understand what this really used to be like grounded in. Oh, so there's no there's no history alongside of this. Like, we aren't hearing the lives of these people necessarily yet, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, I haven't watched all of it, so I don't know. Right, maybe it goes more into that. Well, because, we'll have like, to. Because there's we'll usually like, like drugs and prostitution and like fucking surviving in New York City, which is an expensive fucking place to live. Like these houses serve other purposes right. than to just fucking earn some fucking trophies, you know. And they put a hundred thousand dollars on the line for this, and I love it when like huge multi-billion dollar networks like HBO make $100,000 sound like a lot of money. You don't put on a lot of game shows. The production value on this is the talent that comes to it. You didn't have to hire them as actors. You put them, you're getting their labor for free. These hosts, whatever you pay, I'm sure is way too much. Mm-hmm. After t- after taxes, oh, yeah. after we f- we were figuring this out with RuPaul's Drag Race, just m- based yeah. on what he is making personally versus, you know, what right. the stars are making. It's ridiculous. With trying to keep into mind, and he does they have try to sponsorships, right. like and he does Nick's try to cosmetic mm-hmm. cosmetics mm-hmm. or of uh, absolute vodka or whatever the fuck. There's sponsorships right. that are putting in probably putting in money too. At least all of that money. Yep. There's paying for the production of the show. So please. I just have to say like great to see all this queer uh, content and energy and whatever but <laughs> brothers and sisters let's not make us sure we're getting taken advantage of because somebody's going to the fucking bank again in our, well, our names and yeah, labels. It's HBO so... <laughs> Well, that being said, let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We love you all. And uh, wash your hands, wash your ass, cover your face, and good night. You're all gasomatic. You're all gasomatic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.